What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel, take the fly, ship me tracing out of style. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome to episode number 50 of Fantasy Fuel. That's right, the Big 5-0. And to celebrate the Big 5-0, we're going to start by letting Tom tell you some free agent news. (laughs) Hey, the New York Jets did what I thought they would do all along, and that is get Le'Veon Bell as the running back. And I think... This should help the Jets uh, quite a bit. I think they're going to be a little more than competitive this year, and they have a shot, a shot to make the playoffs. I'm not saying they will, but they got a shot. They've improved their defense. They've improved their offense. I like where they're headed. And I talked to you earlier. uh, We were saying that was a little anticlimactic for (laughs) (laughs) certain reasons. It's still a big signing, but it just wasn't as exciting as, you know, maybe swooping in at the last minute like I thought the Eagles were going to do with, you know, Tevin Coleman or somebody like that. None of that really happened, but we'll get to some more of that later. (laughs) We're going to talk Le'Veon Bell first. Yeah. And he went for the money, which wasn't as much as he probably could have got the year before. But he seems like he's happy. He's going to get $25 fully guaranteed. Uh, along with an $8 million signing bonus, so $33 million guaranteed, 14 and a half year one, $26 million through two, $39.5 million through three, and $52.5 million through year four. They make it all the way through their contract with incentives that could get it up to around $61 million. So he's getting paid, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, so that may have helped the Jets just a little bit maybe with some wiggle room with some other players so yeah uh if I don't know if we're done completely in the free agency yet but uh there's not a lot left I definitely like what we've done like I said and listen I think I mean we'll probably talk about it too but I think the Bills made a splash I I think the Patriots are going to have to uh just look over their shoulder a little bit I'm not saying they won't win the division or anything like that, but they're going to have to put something together. They really haven't did. They haven't done anything in free agency, really. There was a few real small guys, yeah. probably role players, but you know how they are in their role players. If they've got a guy to do a certain <laughs> thing, that that's all it takes. So it doesn't have to be Golden Tate, and it doesn't have to be right. Tevin Coleman. So they'll still be fine, but yes, they're going to have to watch their backs just a little bit because the Bills and the Jets, they've been making moves. And the Dolphins, who usually ruin their day somehow during the season, they <laughs> haven't done anything. Yeah. Maybe they're just afraid to mess something up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they have to try very hard. So, <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, Le'Veon Bell has told us a few things about why he signed with the New York Jets. And one of those things was Jamal Adams. He said Jamal Mm. Adams did everything to recruit him. He was constantly reaching out, texting, calling, Instagram, Twitter. He made it happen. So Jamal Adams is, he's pretty much the New York Jets captain at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. On social media. (laughs) I mean, without Le'Veon Bell being there, he is the best uh, player the Jets have. Uh, Now Le'Veon's there. I'm still still giving it to Adams. Le'Veon has to prove to me that he can come back from a year of being off and getting a a little bit chunkier and losing that weight, whatever it is. I I still believe Adams is the best uh, player on the Jets, and I love Adams. There's not, there's absolutely nothing so far that has uh, made me believe that he is not just superb in every facet uh, as a human being and as a player. And he's got some more help. I mean, they signed Mosley, and I have been a fan of Mosley for quite some time. Ever since he came into the league, I have had him in an IDP league. This is the first year that I'm not going into a season with CJ Mosley on a roster. I will have to (laughs) pay for him or draft him somewhere if I want CJ Mosley. So with the Jets now, I have to make that uh, decision. Am I going to keep going after Mosley on a new team or am I going to give up on him this year? Well, if you're going to go after him in the flag league, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah, because he much. is a free agent in that league, and I I might just go after him. It's yeah, sorry, I I franchise tag Zach Ertz instead of CJ Mosley. <laughs> Although you are already trying to get Zach Ertz off of me. Yeah, that's not going to happen yet, but it's probably now. Definitely uh, not. And I don't know if you saw that I did make a trade with with uh, the Cardinals, which yes. is another one of our friends in uh, Gary. But yeah, that. That took everything I had to just get that trade done. I didn't. I don't know how much it favors me, but it it's something I needed to do for the plan that I have going forward. Well, there you go. As long as you're happy. <laughs> uh, a couple more things on uh, the Jets and Love Bell before we move on to some other giant news. Uh, Le'Veon said that Sam Darnold's potential factored into his decision to sign with the Jets and. If he didn't say that, I would be a little concerned. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope he thinks Sam Darnold has potential. I mean, I of know course, he's going yeah. for the money, but you got to think that there's something there. I mean, maybe not this year. Right. Uh, I mean, he's got he's got four or five years to figure that out. So I think at some point the Jets are going to be a playoff team with Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if it's this year or next year or whatever, but at some point with that contract, he's going, we're going to be in the playoffs. I certainly hope so. (laughs) Guarantee. Guarantee. Now I'm sure you remember, but let's remind everybody. There was something that somebody asked Le'Veon Bell last year, how much money it would take to sign with the New York Jets. Do you remember <laughs> how much I, he said? I don't remember the amount, but it was a very, very high price. But that was way before he realized that we had potential. We, well, he thought we were the worst team in football. Yes, and he said $100 million. <laughs> So now that he is on the Jets and he has signed his $52.5 million deal, there's another quote. I grew up a Curtis Martin fan. Loving the New York Jets. When the season ended, all the stars aligned with the Jets. They were my favorite team growing up. In my head, that's where I wanted to go. I'm glad we made it happen. I'm happy. What? They're happy. He's just. He has had tweets from when he was younger about the New York Jets. So it is backed up that he (laughs) is an actual Jets fan. But to say that last year was a little weird. Yeah, that's kind of like. 
that's that's throwing out double standards a little bit. That's kind of crazy. But I hey, Jets, but not when they suck. Oh wait, <laughs> they got a lot of money and they got some potential. I like them again. <laughs> uh, fair weather, Le'Veon. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's move on. We got all the players we got to talk about. Yes. Well, <laughs> one last thing because of the Le'Veon Bell signing, the New York Jets have released. Isaiah Crowell. Yes. And There's a running back on the market more yeah. than there was earlier this week. Yeah, man, that's a good thing. We don't need Crow- Crowell. Uh, we got young guys in Trenton Cannon and Elijah McGuire, and I believe we still have Powell. I'm not certain on Powell, but uh, them guys right there are perfectly fine uh, as a backup. I don't have a problem with them. What do you say? <laughs> Would you think maybe the Patriots will bring him in for a workout? <laughs> Yeah, they probably will. They most likely will, and say, "Hey, what, what's their, what's their game plan? How, what, what do you see out of this?" And then they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna give you, you know, a contract." And like, oh, never mind. You, you gave us all that information. That's all we needed. All right. Before we move on, do you have any Le'Veon Bell predictions fantasy wise this year? Top ten. I don't see any reasons Ooh, why he, wow. why he Go can't on be there. Um. <laughs> I don't see any reason he can't be top ten. Um, top, top five, I can see it, but I just I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. I have to see him at least in the preseason, maybe in workouts or something, to where I can absolutely see that it's going to it's going to be good going forward <laughs> because he he had a whole year off and the jets are not the Steelers. So I'd like to see how this all connects. Oh, sure. Sure. And speaking of the Steelers, uh, they seem to not be the favorite in their own division anymore. No, not even close really. In my and opinion, that's because of the giant blockbuster trade that happened that for, I don't know how many months, the New York Giants said, no, he's not on the block. <laughs> oh, but we'll listen. No, nope, no, nope, he's not being traded. We're going to give him a contract extension. We're not trading him. And guess what? The Giants traded Odell Beckham Jr. to yeah. the Cleveland Browns in return for the 17th overall pick, the Browns' second to third round pick this year, and safety Jabril Peppers. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, that's the shocker. The shocker of the week. Nobody really saw it coming. It's just, pow, you texted me, OBJ got traded to the Browns. I was like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I had to actually look it up on my phone, and lo and behold, it happened. And, and side note, uh, I saw this video of, of a guy. You've probably seen it. Everybody's probably seen it by now. But this guy was just screaming, holding his phone, looking at it. <laughs> I can't believe it. And his wife was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It was hilarious. But yeah, he he obviously found out that (laughs) the Browns got uh, OBJ and that that team is it's ready to go. They have a really good shot. So speaking of screaming, a woman in Cleveland called 911 because she saw someone running and screaming through the streets. (laughs) <laughs> because that person was celebrating the fact that they just got OBJ. <laughs> oh my god! So OBJ oh. caused a nine one one call in Cleveland. Already, people are losing <laughs> their mind. 
they they have to have something to celebrate. I mean, they this last year was very positive. They actually thought everything was going to go well, and you know they had they had somewhere they could get to. This year, not only did they get OBJ, but they got Hunt, and Hunt's obviously not going to be around for the whole season. But next year, man, they could be something special, really special. Uh, before we get to the rest of their roster, uh, <laughs> let's uh, talk about some things about Odell Beckham Jr. between the Browns and the Giants. First of all, there's a nice little quote out there from OBJ, you know, because of all of his drama that people have been talking about. He came (laughs) out and said, I'm not a cancer. I'm a Scorpio. Sorry for the confusion. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the, uh, for the great insight there. (sighs) (sighs) Pretty good, but <laughs> as of right now, Odell Beckham Jr. and Olivier Vernon are scheduled to count $32.5 million against the Browns' salary cap this year mm-hmm. and $24 million against the Giants' salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, insult to injury right there. That is just – that's that's Insane. great. The that's Giants awesome. are paying – $33.7 million to nine players who are not even on the team this year. Wow. Wow. That's really all you can say to that. Yeah. The, the Giants are in a very bad situation. They, they just, they don't have much of anything going forward this year. It's just not good for them. They have to rebuild. And I mean, maybe the trade for uh, trading Odell is the start, but that's just, they Could have to be, do. Uh, yeah. There are only two players left on the Giants who played under Tom Coughlin in his last season in 2015. <laughs> That's 51 players gone in a little over three off seasons. Right. Besides Eli, who is it? Who's the other guy? Uh, I did not say. Uh, it's probably some special teamer or something. Okay. I mean, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a a known name. The Giants have one of 21 prime picks. From 2010 through 2016. Okay. Well, that's something. Yeah. (laughs) It's something. The Giants did say they would explore a trade for Josh Rosen if he is made available. Uh, At this point, you might as well just get him over there, have him sit behind Eli for one year and just suck it up because you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Nope. All right. So that's enough about crapping on the Giants. (laughs) We'll talk about the Browns roster since that's where yeah. OBJ is now destined to play for the next few years. Their roster, uh, I, I tweeted out about a couple of things. Just just listen to their offensive roster. Baker Mayfield, who already showed that he can do it. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. His college teammate, Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. who you, everybody out there knows at Fantasy Fuel, we love some Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah. Antonio Callaway, who has shown promise, and he only has to be the number three, so (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Nick Chubb, Mm -hmm. Kareem Hunt, after suspension. They still have Duke Johnson, though there have been rumors about them trading him. Yeah. And the up-and-coming tight end, David Njoku. How can Cleveland keep all of these guys fed and all of us fantasy football players happy? Winning. Uh, they don't have to keep them fed as long as they're winning and fantasy football. Um, 
they, I don't know. They, they will because all these guys are going to be big. The only one I could see maybe that doesn't get fed as much, besides maybe Duke Johnson, um, is maybe Njoku. I could see them kind of straying away from him just because they have so many other weapons they can go to. Well, here is an amazing stat that just it shows how dangerous this team could be, not only from long plays because OBJ can obviously score from anywhere on the field, whether it's right. a pass or a 60-yard bomb. Yep. Jarvis Landry. Since 2015, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. rank second and third in total missed tackles forced after the catch. So yeah. not only are they going to get open, and Baker Mayfield is a fairly accurate quarterback, even when you're right on top of them, there's two of the best in the league at forcing missed tackles. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Be insane to watch. There's going to be I, brown highlights galore. <laughs> at least you hope so. I I said to you earlier when all this happened, uh, I I if they don't if they don't make the playoffs, if they don't win the division, I think is what I said. If they don't win the division. Yeah then I'm not going to watch any more Browns games for the rest of my life unless they play the Jets in a playoff game. But that has to be later on. It can't be this year because this year, if they make the playoffs, they're all is good. But they have to make the playoffs this year. Yes. They, if they don't make the playoffs, oh, my God. Or it, if, if just... the Giants have a better record than them at the end of the year, <laughs> something is going to be wow. Yeah. In order for the Giants to have a better record, the Browns would have to go 0-16 again. And that's <laughs> not gonna happen. You would hope not. Oh my god. No, oh, that would be that would be a disaster. But there's no there's no chance of that. All right. Well, let's move on to my side of the field when it comes to football and an interesting trade that happened. I thought this person had been cut and then like 20 minutes later, it said he'd been traded and Mm -hmm. that is our boy. Deshaun Jackson has come back home to Philadelphia. Yeah. Now we have the deep threat. I know he's a little bit older, but Mm -hmm. he's still one of the fastest guys in the league still fast and Carson Wentz needs somebody that can stretch the field. So maybe we finally got our guy that can stretch the field and we're not so one dimensional on offense anymore. Zachert, Zachert, Zacherts. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty much what you guys have been for a little while. I mean, Jeffrey is still pretty decent, but um, I said this on the shuffling the deck episode that I did. He is somebody who is, a big play type of receiver. And normally I don't go after people like that, but he is not just a big tape, uh, big play type receiver. He is also a consistent player. And when you're talking fantasy football, that's the kind of guy you got to get. Yeah. It's weird that as much of a big play guy he is, he still is, has a decent floor uh, and he doesn't go completely bonkers. So you're not, it's not Tyreek Hill type where, you know, it's right, it's right, a couple right. of catches for 30 yards or it's six catches for 188 yards and three touchdowns. We're not getting that from Deshaun Jackson. You can play him as a wide receiver three in fantasy or a flex play and get consistent results. Right, exactly. That's all, that's all I was trying to say. 
apparently the Eagles had made inquiries into other speedy receivers aside from Deshaun Jackson, one being Kenny Stills from the Dolphins, but apparently Miami had zero interest at the asking price. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure yeah. I would have been happy with Kenny Stills. I, I mean, it's not bad. He's not a horrible player. It's just, I, I at this point, I'd rather have Deshaun Jackson. Because yes. one, he likes to be on the Eagles. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You know that. Oh, yeah. And two, he's just he's just a little, he's just what the e- Eagles need. I don't know. It just seems right. It fits. It does. It fits. I can uh, get my jersey back out and everything <laughs> is all good. A uh, quote from Deshaun Jackson during his little first presser earlier today is, all I know is I'm glad we don't got to deal with Odell. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. And uh, like I said, I got the jersey back out because Deshaun Jackson worked out a deal with Matt Collins, who had his number 10 before. And uh, Matt Collins said about giving Deshaun Jackson his number back. Got me feeling like Geico the way I saved y'all money on new jerseys. <laughs> Uh, I want to backtrack a, a little bit. They don't play the Browns, do they? I do not believe so. I don't okay. remember Just what division sure. it was. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. That would be funny okay. if they did. But yeah. yeah, at least we don't have to worry about them twice a year unless it's <laughs> once in the regular season and once in the Super Bowl. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be every four years as long as it continues. Right. But. And... Because of Deshaun Jackson's return to Philadelphia, there was some questions about Mr. Nelson Aguilar. And it looks like he's likely to remain on the team for this year, but there's almost zero chance that we're going to be able to pay him what he's worth if he has another decent season. So, Yeah, he's going to have to be open to take less money. If if he wants to stay on the team, but I don't know if he will because he is a he's a decent wide receiver. It could be a three anywhere really, or maybe even a two on some teams. Yeah, he's he's more of a slot guy. If he can move back right. and stay in the slot, I would be very very happy because you know that's right. where he was a couple of years ago and had his big uh, comeback season, and I was just fine with that kind of role for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, unless somebody offers some weirdly big trade of some kind (laughs) he'll probably still be there in our offense you know we just got talking about the browns well our offense is alshon jeffrey deshaun jackson nelson Aguilar, zach ertz and dallas goddard who is still up and coming the only problem i see right now is that we haven't gotten a bigger running back yeah, uh, he's just going to have to sign Jay Ajayi back. And, it's possible. And hope for the best. Yeah. I, I, he's really the only running back left, unless you want to get Crowell. Ew. I don't know if you want to do don't. that. No, not really. I mean, I'd rather try and get LeGarrette Blunt back if we were going to go that route. So <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, you might as well just do that. But, uh, Crowell right now, to me, is a backup, unless he goes to a team that has no chance, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's go from incoming Philadelphia players to outgoing Philadelphia Eagles players and somebody who deserves every single penny of this new deal because of what he has done for Philadelphia. And that is a new Jaguars quarterback, Nick Foles. Yeah. Got a four year, $88 million deal with upside up to 102 million. 
And the guy, man, alive. He is going to be making some change on that. That is that is awesome yep. for him. Very, very happy for Mr. Foles. He got his deal. We didn't have to go out on some weird terms where everybody was pissed right, off at yeah. Carson Wentz or pissed off at him for some reason. And we get our warm and fuzzies every time we hear Nick Foles now, and we <laughs> and don't just, have to worry about it. Just think, like, what, three years ago he was contemplating retirement. Yeah. And now he's getting offered $102 million. Yeah, he went fishing and said, well, you know what? I'm going to give it one more shot. And that shot turned into millions and millions and millions yeah. of dollars. Uh, and the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, yep. So when Tom Coughlin uh, introduced Mr. Nick Foles at the press conference today, he began by telling everyone to sit up straight, both feet on the floor. This is a new day, and we charge ahead. Nick Foles represents change and a new start for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's like the best thing I've ever heard heard come out of Tom Coughlin's mouth. He is, he's the, he he should be a head coach. Hmm, That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I, I kind of agree with it. It's a little weird, but sit straight up. Here comes our future. Yes. Okay. He's here. (laughs) But what kind of success do you think he can have in Jacksonville? They don't have uh, an amazing wide receiver there that he can rely on. I mean, there's D.D. Westbrook and D.J. Chark and guys like that. There's just nothing like, yeah. I'm guessing 8-8. Unless the defense steps up like they did a couple years ago, I can't imagine they do much better than 9-7 and at the most. Um, like, like I said, though, it all is the defense. If the defense can be successful, like they were, they could make the playoffs and they could make a run. And Fournette has to stay healthy and be productive. That is another big, big key for the Jaguars. Yep. I think it's all on Leonard Fournette. I mean, that defense has said they can do it, although they has, have lost a couple of guys, uh, one of them to Philadelphia, Malik Jackson. I yep. was very happy to see him come over to the Eagles on defense. but yep. uh, And the Jaguars lost a wide receiver to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Dante Moncrief, reached yep. agreement on a two-year deal with the Steelers. So that may hesitate a little bit of James Washington dynasty <laughs> values. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, what do you think that happens with, with uh, Washington? But I, th- I think... <sighs> We'll see what happens going forward into the preseason and all that. But I think they still have a plan for Washington to be something. uh, But maybe Moncrief is just like the stopgap for right now. It could be. I think Moncrief should be okay there as long as he stays healthy. Big Ben's going to have to throw it to somebody other than Juju every single play. And if if he can, you know, go through his progressions, I don't know how Big Ben has been. As far as throwing his progressions the last few years, it seemed like he was forcing the ball a lot to Mr. Big Chest, but yeah, we will find out now that he is no longer there and they no longer have Le'Veon. The Steelers are going to be an interesting team to track through you know the preseason and all through 2019. Yeah, I've seen a lot of questions so far on uh, Facebook and you know, whatever places that people post questions. Um I would say that 
people are are a little down on Juju just because they think that well they don't have Antonio Brown across from him. I actually am a little reversed on that. I think that, like you said, he forced the ball. I tried to to Antonio Brown as much as possible. Now he's got to force the ball to somebody, and I think that's going to be Juju. And I don't expect they don't have they don't have. I mean, Connor's pretty <laughs> decent still, but. I can't imagine they don't go to Juju more than they even did last year because they kind of have to. And I know they're going to try and cover him, but if they do that, Moncrief is good enough to get that offense or or get the defense to look his way so that will open up Juju some more. I think Juju will be fine. If, If any worse, it won't be that much worse than he was last year. Yep, I think you're absolutely right. I think Juju's going to be fine. I don't know... I want to see Antonio Brown numbers out of him. I don't know that that's possible yet. I don't think he's got Antonio Brown numbers out of him, but I I just think that he's going to be successful. I mean, he is last year was beyond what I expected out of him. And I think he goes to about there anyway. And I think the big question is how high do we think Juju will go in drafts? I don't know that I would take him maybe at the end of the second at the very highest depending on who i already had you know if i got zeke or christian mccaffrey in the first round because i was one of the first two or three picks and that was the best wide receiver left at the end of the second maybe but yeah i would definitely take him in the third right now it may look more and more like he's a second round wide receiver but i'm gonna hold off just for a little bit we have a lot of time oh, yes. to tell when, when that's going to happen because drafts aren't going to happen for a couple of months still. So, um, But, you know, a lot of people are kicking it in gear in April, so we'll see. Yep. And, well, you mentioned it earlier. At least I think you did. I unless did. we were just talking. It's time to talk Buffalo Bills because yep. they have made some acquisitions. I know there's not a lot of sexy names on this list, but there's some – help for Josh Allen Mm -hmm. because the bills have signed a new center in Mitch Morse, a wide receiver in John Brown, another wide receiver in Cole Beasley who do two totally different things. (laughs) They have signed another ageless wonder in Frank Gore. So now they're backfield. Like they have Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy, and I think Chris Ivory might still be there. I'm not sure if he's a freezer (laughs) or not, but if he is that, that backfield is a total of like 96 years old. Yeah. I was going to say that's (laughs) one of the oldest backfields. I mean, and that's awesome. I want that to be successful. I want to see the old people get their, get their justice, you know, because that's, these are the guys that when they fade out of memory, you just, you look back and be like, wow, remember the day, like even Adrian Peterson, when he went back to Washington and signed there, it's like, all right, I, I, I like it. Takes a little bit of, uh, the, the spotlight off of guys a little bit. I think that kind of, uh, makes things weird there, but we're talking about the bills and I really like the fact that they got some oldies and their wide receivers are better too. I mean, they've, they've done well. Uh, they also signed a tight end Tyler Croft, who is right. cautiously optimistic tight end. I, I like yeah. it. He might go under the radar. He's one of those guys, if if you go with a 
not so sure thing at tight end, which of course these days there's not many of those. (laughs) Uh, He's a guy that you can maybe take at the end of the draft just to see, or, you know, maybe week one or two, if he has a decent week, you grab him up off the waiver wire. If nobody else has him, right. But the bills also signed a couple of other offensive linemen. So they are actually trying to give Josh Allen the time he needs to sit there and be a real quarterback instead of pulling it down and having to jump over people. Right. And I think they will actually be a pretty decent team this year. Let's remember two years ago, they were in the playoffs. They, I didn't think they deserved it two years ago, <laughs> Right, but they can be a good team. And now that they've improved, at least I think they have, I think they have another decent chance of doing that again. Now I would rather see the jets do that or, you know, <laughs> of course, I I rather see the Bills win the division than the Patriots. Yes, but I'm not I'm not rooting for the Bills in any facet. I'm still a Jets fan, as you can clearly see. Yeah, just maybe. and I talk about talk about every <laughs> single week. So we all know Josh Allen has a big arm, and that's one of the things we love about him. Yeah. Now the Bills, one of their things that they could have on the field at any time a three wide receiver set that could include John Brown, Robert Foster, and Zay Jones. They're 40 times out of college <laughs> where John Brown 4.34, Robert mm. Foster was a 4.41 and Zay Jones was a 4.45. Yeah. So we've got some speed on the field and John Brown said he thinks Josh Allen is one of the few quarterbacks with a strong enough arm to overthrow him. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing how much John Brown can get overthrown. And if they can get on some kind of sink, it will be, you you all know, I already have a man crush on Josh Allen. So I'm (laughs) trying not go too much. You need to uh, write a letter to him. Like I did Drew Brees last year. I think we will. I think you're going to have to do that. Maybe, maybe a, a couple episodes away or something like that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that because I got <laughs> I got lots of love to throw Josh Allen this year. <laughs> uh, so we talked about him earlier, but I want to bring him back up one more time before we get into some of the lesser but still fantasy relevant free agent moves. We talked about Golden Tate to the Giants, which mm-hmm. I just I don't understand. Uh, the contract terms were four years, $37.5 million that included $23 million fully guaranteed. But here's a quote from Golden Tate in January. If I don't stay here in Philadelphia, I want to go to a team that has a chance. My years are limited. I don't have time to go some, to someone trying to rebuild. I need to go somewhere with solid pieces and they can win now. Huh. While I don't... <laughs> I, I, I'm not mad at Golden Tate for going to the Giants. And I understand you can't feed your family and your future kids and grandkids with Super Bowl rings. So I understand <laughs> that he went and got the money that he did. But you can't tell me that the Patriots weren't offering him something, something, something close, close to that. Yeah. <sighs> I, it, it, why don't I mean? Why don't you just sign with the Patriots? Or did do you feel like maybe that at the end of the day they're just going to cut you? I mean, you're better than that. He's not a bad receiver. He's still good. Yeah, it's just. I mean, he he fits the mold of receivers that they like in Washington, 
except for the fact that he's not white. In Washington? I mean, sorry, in New England, <laughs> Washington. Where did I even get that from? Uh, Let me say uh, that again. He fits the mold of the receivers that they have in New England, except for the fact that he's not white, which our next person actually alluded to, Adam Humphreys, when asked about going to New England, why he chose the Titans over New England. He didn't really give too much of an explanation, but he said, I shook on coming to the Titans. I'm a man of my word. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm the type of player that they, you know, have success with in New England. And I was just <laughs> like, really? <laughs> you, you really said that? Uh, so, yeah, he alluded to that fact that he could have fit right in in New England, but Adam Humphreys chose to go to the Tennessee Titans and both you and I said the other day, I think that's going to tank some of his value. Yeah, it does kind of mess his value up a little bit, but I want to go back to the Patriots a little bit and because Jordy Nelson just got cut. So I think he's going to the Patriots. It's just, it's a given. (laughs) (laughs) Packers fans, we would be hearing it nonstop. How could you do that to us? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much every Packer fan that I've talked to since since the uh, the cutting the cutting of <laughs> of Jordy Nelson from the Raiders has been well. We should get him back for just one oh, yeah. more year instantly. Yeah, it was like, like, let's get him back, yeah. get him back. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> He's not the Jordy Nelson you remember. Yeah, but it was only two years ago that he was. Mm-hmm. So it seems like. I don't know. I get it. I understand what they're where they're coming from, but they you got to work with the young guys. You got you got a lot of them. Yes. So you got to progress them and to stick him behind. You know, you got Cobb is still there, and obviously Adams is still there. Cobb is a free um, agent. Did they release him? Yeah, he just okay. hasn't signed anywhere I must, else. I yet. must have missed that. Um, but yeah, uh, you, you just you don't want to put your young receivers behind two guys that are going to be the starters for that team. At least they kind of did it with uh, what's his name? Jones. I can't remember what his first name is, but uh, James Jones, James Jones. That's it. They did that with James Jones. They brought him back and he was successful for like what? Four weeks. (laughs) Yeah. It was a very short stint, but it was really good for that short stint. Oh yeah. It really was. And that was surprising. And then everybody on fantasy was like, Oh God, I get James Jones. And then it didn't work out. No. Not even close. Uh, so back to Adam Humphreys. <laughs> I, I don't think Marcus Mariota has what it takes to keep Adam Humphreys very fantasy relevant. He'll he'll be one of those guys you can plug in on the bye weeks, but I'm not going to rely on him. We we got to see. I mean, we still haven't seen Corey Davis make it with right. Marcus Mariota. That's- Granted, it wasn't bad, bad last year, but it wasn't the season everybody's been touting for two years now for Corey Davis. There's no question that Humphreys is not going to be as good as he was last year. And that's with two quarterbacks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was successful with two quarterbacks in that system. Now he's going to presumably one court unless, unless he gets hurt when Mariota gets hurt. Cause that's <laughs> right. a possibility. Oh yeah. But, Every year. Um, uh, I, I just don't see it. And that's one of them guys that it, it doesn't really matter as far as fantasy goes because most people aren't looking for, at him anyway. So I would assume that 
it's just not it's just not going to be that good. I really don't think it will be. Uh, nope. I was hoping he'd go somewhere and I could grab up some shares of Adam Humphreys, but I I don't mm-hmm. know that I'm going to have any shares of Adam Humphreys, and I can't I can't tell everybody out in listening land to get. I might take a late flyer on him just to see, just to see. But that's that's. But is it. he really going to be a late flyer anymore? He got hyped up yeah. so much in this off season, and people are going to take him and you know like the 10th, 11th round before you're ready to take flyers. You're probably right. You're probably right about that. Well, speaking of somebody who's probably going to spoil uh, some people's days, who has for years now, Latavius Murray. <laughs> He's going to steal Alvin Kamara touches. We thought, oh, mm, here we go. No. It's all Alvin Kamara time. But Latavius Murray is going to steal touchdowns. I guarantee you he's going to steal touchdowns from Alvin Kamara. That might be possible. The touchdowns will more than likely because he is that type of back. But as far as touches, I kind of expect that uh, he might not get much of anything unless they're at the goal line. So it might be Kareem. (laughs) I'm not the only one having an issue today with names, (laughs) am I? Uh, But... I just don't think that he's going to – I think it's going to be almost a Christian McCaffrey type of deal until they get into the goal line situation. Oh, so you're comparing Latavius Murray to C.J. Anderson now, are you? Uh, no, no, I'm not <laughs> doing that. I'm just saying that I think they don't They don't want to have that situation where well, Mark Ingram feels that he needs to get the ball every single time he's out there and every, all that. So I think that Murray is just going to be a a guy that does the goal line work. And C.J. Anderson is not really <laughs> a goal line type of back. Um, he can be, but it just uh, – C.J. Anderson, that's another good thing we could talk about because, yikes, so what, what's, what's going to go on with him and the Rams? It's uh... – I I don't even want to get into it yet <laughs> because of the, I, I understand it's yeah. it's the whole thing with Gurley and everybody there it it's an offense that I need a lot more confidence in before I'm gonna get fully motivated to uh, yeah yeah I I debated uh, looking at trading to get Gurley a little bit just because. Uh, I know that people are, are down on him after the whole arthritic knee situation, but I was like, it's just not worth it because they're still going to want me to pay what he was worth as far as what he produced in the regular season, and oh, I yeah. just I'm not willing to do that with him. Well, and he was franchised this year, so it's not like he has a small yeah. contract where you can be like, well, even if I give it up a little bit, it's not going to hurt me salary cap wise. Because I know you're talking right. about the flag league. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> fantasy football. He was not franchised on the Rams, so let's just be yeah. clear on that. Yes. But yeah, yeah that, you're exactly right. So we have Latavius Murray on the Saints, and the guy he replaced, Mark Ingram, is now right. going to be on the Ravens, who, wow, if they just have running backs on their squad, <laughs> they might have just started a new type of offense and they're just going to <laughs> run every single play because Lamar so, Jackson can't throw yet. So why not? Right. He'll, he'll run it. They'll hand it off to Ingram. They'll hand it off to all other five of the backs that they have. Everybody will be fresh all the time. 
that's it's possibility. <laughs> it is a possibility. I mean, it, and it was such a, a cheap deal. It was like three years, yeah. fifteen million for Ingram. I was like, really? The Eagles didn't want no part of that. I mean, it seems like we could have afforded that. Maybe they did, and he just decided to go to the Ravens. Maybe, maybe. And another running back that both of our teams had been mentioned in yeah. talks with was Tevin Coleman, who decided to go to the 49ers, which mm-hmm. was another odd landing spot for a running back. Yeah. Uh, they still have Jarek McKinnon, who obviously didn't get to play last year. Right. They still have Matt Breda, who, right. when he was on the field, looked really good last year. Oh, I, they're going with a three-headed monster there, too. I, I don't know. Or are they going to try and trade Breda or McKinnon? Or are they just expecting neither of those two guys to stay healthy? Because it's not like Tevin Coleman is the healthiest of running backs, <laughs> and he needed people in front of him to get hurt in order for him to get volume. So, I don't I, know. I honestly think, well, Coleman, to me, is the best back out of all three of them. Uh, McKinnon could prove it, but he has to stay healthy, and that's the biggest problem with him. And I just honestly think that Coleman is going to take that role. I really do think that, and I think Breda is going to be the backup. I don't know what they're going to do with McKinnon, but I don't think that he's going to be a part of the team. If he's on the team, I don't imagine that he's going to have much of a role. I just don't see it. Nope. It's uh, just me, though. Yeah, it's probably not just you, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I know it was funny, too, because the person you just made a trade with in the Flag League uh, yeah. is a 49ers fan in real life. He right. owns the Cardinals franchise on in the league, but he's a 49ers fan. And he traded Tevin Coleman literally yeah. hours before he got <laughs> signed by the 49ers. And he's like, really? How did I, I traded him and he now he becomes on my team. And like, I still actually think that was a good deal for him. What he got out of it because the situation in San Francisco is a little, iffy. yeah, it's a little iffy. Um, but yeah, I knew why he was trying to get D Ford out of me. I was just like, I don't <laughs> yes. want to give up D Ford right now, but it ended up, I, I did end up doing that and I got some Homer stuff back from him as well. So. Yes, that's true. That is very true. Well, we got, one last person to talk about, probably not too fantasy relevant, but I thought it was worth talking about because I think this person fits into the scheme yes. better than I realized until it actually happened. And yeah. that is Cordero Patterson onto mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears. Like, holy crap. That's another speed guy, that's another gadget one. guy. Who can do, he can be in the backfield, he can be out wide, he can be the kick returner the Bears haven't had for a couple years. It made sense. And I was like, wow, well, good move, Chicago. I like it because they have... They have Cohen and they have some other guys that are kind of like that as well. And it's just, this is is just kind of how the Bears should be. I I like the accelerating excitement (laughs) that these guys, they're just electric. That's kind of how you have to describe them uh, patterson has shown that he can be really bad and not productive but he's also shown that he can be really really productive and i think that with the bears in that system he can definitely be a productive uh wide receiver running back whatever they want him to be i mean he can do it all really yeah. it, 
he's not like the best person at doing everything, but he can be good at all of them positions. Yeah. He, um, we, you and I talked all last season about Tariq Cohen like Matt Nagy right. loves this guy. We're telling you Tariq yep, Cohen yep, is yep. going to be a fantasy guy. He, and I'm like, wow, this guy is another player. And it's very possible. They got Mike Davis as well in Chicago, which means Jordan Howard is probably on his way out. And yeah. Mike Davis is a guy who can catch some passes too. So they are giving Trubisky all the opportunities in the world, like everybody on the field is going to be able to catch like a wide receiver almost. And I, I can almost predict if I don't want to put it in the bag because anything can happen, but <laughs> I, I really predict that they have a really, really good shot at winning the division again. Yeah. I don't think you're going too far out on a limb there. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> but it just, it's just they're the way they were last year. And the way the Packers were and the way the Vikings just fell off the map, I and the Lions aren't gonna be anything no. special. But I, I it's just I can't imagine that they're not going to have the the same success. Uh, the Packers Aaron Rodgers is gonna have to find a receiver that isn't super young, that's not named Adams. Right. That can produce for them to be uh good enough to win that division. And I think it's honestly I think it's the Bears division. And obviously I remember, and most people remember the playoff game between the Eagles and the bears, which ended in a double doink and ended in them <laughs> cutting their kicker. And then they signed a guy named Chris blew it <laughs> right now. As far as I know, that is the only kicker on their roster is a guy <laughs> named blew it. I know who blew it and it wasn't blew it. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Mr. Chris blew it, who blew it, uh, but maybe he's going to be the guy who gets to blow it this year. <laughs> uh, you sure hope now if he, if that scenario comes up again, oh man, that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. You, you really have to, I mean, you have to want to be a professional NFL place kicker so badly that you don't care that your last name is Blewett <laughs> to try and achieve your dream. I mean, that is the absolute worst position to go for if your last name is Blewett. If, I mean, if, if he misses any game-winning kicks, the headline yeah. is going to be, well, Chris Blewett. Yep, exactly. Every <laughs> single time. I mean, if you're an offensive lineman and your last name was Blewett, Maybe once in a while, oh, you didn't right. make your block. Yeah, he blew it. But he didn't that's, lose the game because of it. That's the only that's, opportunity you have as a kicker <laughs> to make it for yourself, and you blew it. <sighs> see, that's something I could see, like, Troy Aikman saying. Oh, when, don't even get like, me started. If it, if it was an offensive lineman, he'd be like, oh, look at that guy. Oh, He missed a block. He definitely blew it. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And then, of course, your your uh, Joe Buck's gonna have to say, ah, ha, ha, "That was funny." <sighs> yeah, as long as it's not Chris Collinsworth piping in about something that oh, Tom man. Brady did. If 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 Collinsworth and Aikman were together, oh, that would just be the apps. I would not. I would not listen to anything. I would just mute it. Yeah, I can't, you have to. I can't stand them by themselves, <laughs> let alone together. <laughs> All right. Well, it wouldn't be 
a newer episode uh, of Fantasy Fuel if we didn't have... And now it's time for Twat, this week's Antonio Troubles. You know, I did my Fantasy Fuel on the Fire about Antonio Brown, so I got to right. talk a lot about him. I got some of my anger and issues out, and it seems like Antonio Brown is happy. So... Shouldn't that be the end for this week's Antonio Troubles? Well, <laughs> we're not done yet. I mean, his introductory press conference in Oakland, he showed up late for. And there's already other stuff out there. Oh, Antonio Brown, critical of Ben Roethlisberger for not working out with him during the offseason. But he's been with Derek Carr on three consecutive days in March. <laughs> uh <sighs> yeah, he's going to for now. I mean, we'll see what happens later on when or if the Raiders aren't successful. What's going to motivate him to get out there and work out with the team? Like, what if they aren't successful? I can see him being just like, eh, whatever. We're never going to make the playoffs. I don't want to do this. It's a... It's a real enigma over there because of all the stuff going on for the Raiders organization. Mm-hmm. Now they add Antonio Brown on top of it, who has now re-dyed his mustache back to a normal color instead of that blonde thing that he had growing there. <laughs> so he looks normal again. Right. And yeah. he's, he, I'm, I got to give it to him. He is always smiling, which is great, but it almost seems a little eerie how much he smiles and when he's talking, because it doesn't matter what he's talking about. He's talking about drama and he's smiling. He's talking about how Ben Roethlisberger called the 52 other players on the field kids and he's smiling. And I'm like, you're pissed off, right? I'm, I'm not sure how to take this. He's definitely somebody I want to be friends with, but I would hate to get in any type of like fallout because he would just be the guy that would just continually oh. smash you to the end. And I don't think I could be friends with somebody <laughs> if going into the relationship knowing that that's how it would end up if I did one thing wrong. Oh, boy. And a quarterback, it doesn't take much for a quarterback to do something wrong. And we'll find out yeah. just how much Antonio Brown loves his quarterback if he gets to work out with him all off season is that going to be enough for him to okay well i know he's got some issues and he's not perfect or is he going to jump on him as soon as like man i told him i was going to run a route like this and he won't do it like that and we can't get on the same page and it's not my fault (laughs) it might he might stay quiet for the whole year just to not make waves i could see i think he's a smart person no, don't get me wrong on that, but I think that, and that's why I think he might stay quiet. So he won't make waves for the year, and then come next year, if the first two weeks aren't good, he might just be like, "All right, we're done. I can't, I can't handle this anymore. I need to be traded. Trade me, trade me back to Steelers. I don't care." You want to hear your worst case scenario for Antonio Brown? Yes. He is going to pull a Randy Moss in Oakland and not play. And then they are going to trade him to the New England Patriots, and he's going to ball out again. Uh, <laughs> I asked. You said yes. <laughs> that's, not, that's definitely the worst case scenario, and that's not going to happen. I sure hope not. Yeah, that would be, that I, would be just horrible. 
It would be the absolute worst case scenario for everybody involved, especially if Tom Brady's still playing. I mean, just just think about the – because Tom Brady's not the Tom Brady of old where he could just sling it down the field to Randy Moss. Now Tom Brady's the guy who's dumping it off and letting his receivers do the work. And Antonio Brown is one of the best in the league at doing that. Right. You put those two together, it would be insane. So let's hope that doesn't Uh, happen. That's not going to ever happen, ever. Right, strike it from our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us this week. If you would like to find us, we have been much more active this week during free agency on social media, so you can get a hold of us on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel, Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. We are over on the Facebook. Fantasy Football Stardom or Sidem page on Facebook. And again, all of these links are in the show notes. There's links for gear. There's links for playing fantasy football on there. There's all sorts of stuff. If you're in your app and you can see your links, check them out. We've got all sorts of stuff in there. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a little rating, follow us, subscribe. More subscribers, the better, right? We like that. Right, Tom? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. That is going to do it for us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And don't forget, stay fueled up this offseason.